And now, your prayer intentions with author Peter and Jimmy. Hello and welcome to another edition of Your Prayer Intentions. Very happy to spend the next 30 minutes with you as we pray for your prayer intentions. want to begin by doing something that, strangely, I have not done in a while. And that's remind you how you can send in your prayer intentions. And you can send in your prayer intentions in several different ways. You can tweet them to us at Radio WQPH. On Twitter, Radio WQPH being the address. Just tweet your prayer intentions at us. And we are very happy to include them in the show. You can email us at WQPH893 at Comcast.net. That's WQPH893 at Comcast.net. You can, if you see me in person, just give me your prayer intentions. And when I'm at the Catholic Men's Conference next month, I'll be taking down a lot of prayer intentions. You've noticed, come to the table, you'll see me writing down a lot of them or having people write them down because we get a lot of people's prayer intentions at that time. Or you can post them at the WQPH prayer wall at wqphradio.org slash prayer wall. Post them up at the prayer wall and not only do you get me uh, mentioning those prayer requests during the show, but you get people who monitor the prayer while seeing them and they'll get they'll get a notice and people will pray for your prayer intentions besides me. So there you have all these different ways to get your prayer intentions to us. And whatever way you choose to do it, that's fine. We're here to pray for you and pray for your prayer intentions. That's that's the name of the show. That's what we do. We have interviews. I talk about a lot of other things. But the thing we do that is most important is pray. And Paul tells us to pray without ceasing. I want to touch on that before we get to today's interview. About the prayer without ceasing. Now he doesn't say prayer without ceasing when you're in a state of grace. He doesn't say a prayer without ceasing when things are bad. He doesn't say prayer without ceasing at a time of crisis, a great crisis. Just pray without ceasing. And what is prayer? Prayer is a outward admission to the existence of God. When you pray, when you take whether it's a quick Hail Mary or whether it's a long prayer, whether you go to Mass, you commit a part of your finite life towards God, saying, I am making this prayer, and by doing so, I am saying God exists. I am affirming. Prayer is affirmation. When you pray to God, you are affirming the existence of God. When you invoke the holy name of Christ, you are affirming Christ incarnate, Christ crucified, Christ risen from the dead. When you say a Hail Mary, you are affirming virgin birth. Prayer is affirmation. And because of that, prayer is the first commandment on steroids. Prayer is the best exercise of the first commandment, which is why it's so important, which is why Paul says prayer without ceasing. And notice how Christ is constantly praying. 
Christ going alone, praying, going way alone, praying. If you read your scripture, you'll see prayer, 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 prayer. And that's why it's so recommended. It's why it's so important. That's why we do a show called Your Prayer Intentions. Because it's the prayer, prayer, prayer part that makes such a difference. And speaking of prayer, I do want to remind you that in addition to regular intentions that you can send us, you can send us names of the deceased so that we can include them on the indulgence calendar that we do every month for people who want to earn indulgences for other folks. And of course, if you don't want to tell us what your prayer intention is, you can always have a private intention. We're very happy to pray for private intentions as well. But keep that in mind about prayer. That is why prayer is so great. Because it is an affirmation of God. It is obedience to the first commandment. That's what it is. That is why prayer is so, so key. Well, let's get to an interview now. And we have a Catholic author, Kevin Rush. And his book is The Lance and the Veil. And considering that we've had The Chosen on TV and in the movies, The Lance and the Veil is a very appropriate interview at this time since that's so big so let's go to part one of two parts of our interview with with kevin rush the book is the lance and the veil hello and welcome to another conversation with a catholic author and today we are going to talk about the book the lance and the veil and its author kevin rush kevin thanks for being on the show well thank you for having me peter now before we begin with with this i understand you had a previous book out that you wrote a while back uh, tell us about that book first. Yes, before there was any uh, Catholic Writers Guild, before there was any uh, self-publishing on uh, Create Space, I published a book called Earthquake Weather, which was a novel for Catholic teens. Uh, my inspiration for that was basically I was teaching parochial school in the inner city in uh, San Francisco, and my kids were uh, growing up in a pretty, pretty rough neighborhood there. Um, gangs, drugs, all sorts of stuff. Um, and our Catholic school library didn't have uh, reading materials that I thought were relevant to today's youth and also edifying their faith. So, you know, we'd send them down to the library and they'd come back with goosebumps and I know what you did last summer and nonsense like that. So I set out to see what I could do to light my candle in the darkness. Um, so I wrote earthquake weather which was based loosely on my experiences teaching it's uh, it's much grittier than anything that happened to me while I was teaching but it's a it's a teen romance it's a crime story it's a page turner and uh, kids have uh, kids who've read it have enjoyed it immensely now this is something interesting that you said there when you talk about your first book earthquake weather and this is something that we've heard on this show more than once where Catholic authors have, especially for authors writing for the young people, looked for stuff out there that was appropriate, and it just it just wasn't there. So they decided to take the matter into their own hands, and it's amazing how much good writing has come from that decision. You know, if if this isn't going, it's sort of like the blogosphere where if things aren't going to be reported, we're going to report on it, and you've taken the same track. Yeah, and I think that's true. Um, and there is a lot of good writing being produced, but we still need to break through to get it to the audience. That's the, the biggest obstacle right now is uh, letting 
those people know, and by those people I'm talking about school principals, school librarians, youth group leaders, letting all of those people know that if they're looking for inspirational, faith-filled fiction that is relevant to today's youth, those books do exist. Earthquake Weather is, is one of those books. Uh, if you go to my website, kevinrush.us, you can read the prologue to Earthquake Weather. You can see reader reviews for the book, um, and you can uh, make your own judgment about that. Thankfully, now we have a Catholic Writers Guild. We have Catholic authors coming together to, you know, get some synergy going uh, so that uh, people who are making the decisions about what books to expose to young people are making a fully informed decision, and they're, they're tapping into the resources that we're creating. All right, now let's talk about your latest book, which is The Lance and the Veil. And this is a reference, of course, to the lance that pierced Christ at the crucifixion and the veil of Veronica, Veronica wiping the face of Jesus. Now, this is a historical novel. Tell us about what is this the story of Veronica and... Uh, Longinus. 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 Yeah. Uh, Longinus and Veronica. Yeah, I got the idea uh, when I was working on passion plays, producing them for uh, my eighth grade classes that I was teaching. And the idea stayed with me for a very long time. And uh, I conceived this idea of a, a story that brought together those two great icons of the church that you talked about, the Spear of Destiny of Longinus and the, uh, the Veil of Veronica and the characters behind them and who they were and to really uh, tell the story of Christ through their eyes a Roman centurion inured to the worst form of cruelty and a, a young girl who was so moved by compassion that that she forgot about all danger to herself simply to wipe the face of this man who was in agony. Who were they? Where did they come from? Did they know each other? Uh, what brought them to Calvary? How were their lives changed after Calvary? And that's what this explores. Now to get back to what we were talking about um, well, the show, yeah, about the youth, I didn't write this as a young adult novel, but um, older uh, kids have enjoyed it. I had a wonderful experience of uh, an eighth grade class at a Catholic school uh, reading this book for their literature class. And uh, they invited me down and I got to talk to them and they told me how much they had enjoyed the book. And uh, we really had a great exchange. Um, and what they imparted to me was that it, w it was so interesting to them to get wrapped up in the lives of these characters that they could identify and then to see how Christ impacted them. Um, it was kind of a revelation to them. It really brought the scriptures to life. Uh, and then there was one uh, story that I got from a mother who was reading The Lance and the Veil with her uh, seventh grade daughter. And she told me that um, at Easter Mass, the daughter turned to her and said, I can understand this so much better now that we've read that book. And that really kind of warmed my heart. Now, how far beyond the crucifixion? Does this book start with the crucifixion? Does it start with the time before the crucifixion? And how far beyond it does it go? Well, my Veronica, um, let me preface this by saying, in my research about Veronica, the legend of Veronica, I found out that she journeyed to Rome in 37 AD for a point that I won't give away here because it's an important plot point for the book. Uh, but to my way of thinking, if she was going to Rome, it would be more interesting 
dramatically if she was going back to Rome with a score to settle with Emperor Tiberius. So my Veronica is a, a Roman aristocrat uh, who has to flee Rome because of the political turmoil of the time. And that political turmoil starts around uh, 19 AD. So my story starts with a three or four year old Veronica in Rome in 19 AD, and it goes through 37 AD, which is uh, when the narrative uh, concludes, when Veronica leaves Judea and goes to Rome to meet with uh, the dying Emperor Tiberius. Longinus, or Longinus, uh, depending where you put the accent, which syllable you put the accent on, Longinus, we're told, had his conversion moment at the cross. Uh, legend tells us that his eyesight was fading and that when he stabbed uh, Christ in the side, blood and water flowed from his side, washed uh, Longinus's eyes, and his eyesight was restored. This led to his conversion. He accepted Christ as the Son of God. He took instruction from the disciples and became a monk in Cappadocia. Now, what's interesting about uh, Longinus is that he later becomes a martyr. So he goes from being the executioner of Christ to being a martyr for him. Uh, the story tells in Cappadocia, the governor uh, was an idolater and um, the idols were present in that community and Longinus uh, smashed them with his lance and released the demons and the demons that were released blinded the governor. Uh, because of this, the governor ordered that Longinus's uh, head be uh, severed. So he was beheaded and the blood from Longinus splashed the eyes of the governor and restored his eyesight. Now there are a lot of different versions of the martyrdom of Longinus. Um, some people attribute his death to Pilate hunting him down uh, later and uh, say that Roman soldiers actually brought the head of Longinus back to uh, Judea and uh, Jerusalem and that the head was tossed onto Golgotha, with the, that is the place of skulls. Uh, but as we said, these are legends that uh, grew out of Christianity. We're, we're not really sure about the uh, historical veracity of them. My book uh, concludes with uh, Longinus being uh, banished to Asia Minor in 37 AD. And now, do you have Longinus and Veronica interacting much? Yes, it is one of those things where uh, she's fleeing and uh, their paths cross and he is charged with arresting her and uh, bringing her back to Rome where uh, surely she would face execution. Uh, so there's a, there's a chase involved, there's love at first sight involved. Longinus is very conflicted about uh, turning over this uh, girl that he's fallen in love with to the emperor for execution. And uh, their story goes through a lot of different twists and turns. And that's part one of The Lance and the Veil. We'll have part two next week. And just for those who might be curious, uh, we'd originally planned on an actual show called Interviews with Authors. And I did an awful lot of interviews with Catholic authors in preparation for that. And for some reason, the show never took place. But I still had all those interviews. And that's why you're basically you're getting these interviews and you have over the last couple of years of interviews with Catholic authors who took those interviews and chopping them up to two and four parts depending on how long they were and we're doing the interviews giving you the interviews anyways we didn't have the independent show 
but we do have the interviews. And I would go to the, we've covered the uh, Catholic Marketing Network's uh, event every year. I used to go to that a lot, but now with my full-time job, it's much harder to get away for the days to go there and just do interviews all day, which is pretty much what I would do. I would sit in the corner and just interview people all day. So if you ever wondered where these interviews came from and why we have so many of them and why over, I think, two years now you've been hearing bits of these interviews, that's what they were. That's what they were going to be. But, you know, life takes various turns, and that's where they are. Well, now let's take a turn for some prayer. And we have uh, some prayer requests. We have a prayer request for some people laid off, quite a few people laid off around the country and locally. Have a prayer request for a private intention. Prayer request for the Johnson family and the soul of Iredell Johnson, who died recently. Prayer request for a fellow who's having some problems with his job. Uh, prayer request of thanks for another fellow who's in a new job and is very happy. And some standing prayer requests for Mary, for Lucy, for Alex, for the intentions of the Dominican Sisters of St. Cecilia, for the local churches and pastors in the area, and for uh, all those who donate to WQPH. Without you, there is no WQPH. You're helping us do the Lord's work, and we are very grateful for you. And if you want to be one of those people who donate, WQPHradio.org. Click on the button to donate, whether it's a monthly gift or a one-time gift. It helps pay the bills. And when you help pay the bills, you help bring about all the shows that you enjoy here on WQPH. Well, since last week was the last week of Christmas in the old calendar, because of that, let's do the presentation. And we'll do this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We offer thee, O Lord Jesus, this fourth decade, and honor our presentation of the temple and the purification of Mary. We ask of thee through this mystery and through the intercession Holy Mother, purity of body and soul. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us in the fires of hell, lead all souls into heaven, especially those who are most need of thy mercy. May the grace and mystery of the presentation of the temple Come down to our souls. Amen. Now for those of you who are doing the indulgence calendar, here's prayers for the intention of the Holy Father. Glory be to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and the hour of death. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the day of battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke and we humbly pray and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. And we pray this as we pray all things in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And before we get to our final prayer, I want to mention one more thing about what I said at the beginning, which is about praying always. There's a great line in C.S. Lewis's book, Screwtape, where one devil is talking to the other about you know, trying to manipulate other people's prayer. And the younger devil is very nervous, but the enemy, and then the devil reminds him, yes, whenever there is prayer, there is danger of the enemy, which he's referring to God's presence. Never forget that when you pray, you put yourself in God's presence. Never forget this. And now our closing prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God of mercy, as we reach out to those seeking you, send forth your Holy Spirit upon this show, upon this station, upon the stations that carry the show, and all those who are listening to renew us in faith. Enable us to share the good news of the gospel with loving words and caring deeds so that those who have drifted away may be drawn to your church and follow the way of your Son, Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the like. We make our prayer through Jesus our Lord. Amen. And we pray this as we pray all things. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I want to thank you for spending a half hour with me this week. And I hope you have the time and the inclination to spend a half hour with me next week, either at our first broadcast at noon or our second broadcast at midnight. And together, we will all pray for your prayer intentions. Again, thank you so much. We will see you next week. Until then, goodbye. And may God bless each and every one of you on the WQPH community calendar. If you get a chance, 
swing down to St. Bernard's Parish at St. Camilla's Church on Mechanic Street in Fitchburg, and at the entrance, there are envelopes with the names of bishops. And we, we talked about adopt a bishop. There are prayer cards and stuff that you can grab so that you can adopt a bishop to pray for. They're sitting there right at the entrance of the church. If you walk in, you look to the right just before the confessional, they're on a little table. So if you want to do the adopt a bishop, go down to the church there, get an envelope, get the prayer cards, and adopt a bishop to pray for. The country needs your prayers, and the bishops who are going to shepherd us through this time, no matter how this time ends, are going to need it more because they're going to be the ones who will help us to get to where we need to go as the princes of Christ. So go down there and, get, and grab one and adopt a bishop or just pray for a bishop on your own. On the WQPH community calendar. In 2023, we're expecting to have tour two of the Holy Face Relic with Vicki Schreiner. As you know, she came here last year. We had five really major miracles happen. She's hoping to come in Lent. So if you want to be on the committee or maybe have her come to your church, we'd like to send her to different churches this time. Call us at 978-343-0893 and say, I'd like to have Vicki come to our parish, but I'm going to ask my priest first if he'd like us to come. Also, we have coming up in Lent 40 hours, which is 40 continuous hours of Eucharistic adoration. We also have a pilgrimage this year, 2023, going to Canton, Ohio. That is the shrine of Rhoda Wise and Mother Angelica. And we ask you, what would you like to do? Where would you like to go? We'd like to do some day trips to Little Rose Farron. So we'll have a bus hired at a very modest price, and we can be going there and then stopping for lunch. I know some of you have some great ideas of what you would like our radio station to do. We have to be active. We have to evangelize our faith. It's our duty to help spread our Catholic faith. So if you have any suggestions of your own as to how this can be done, by all means, share them with us. On the WQPH 89.3 FM community calendar, St. Bernard's Parish at St. Camillus Church in Mechanic Street in Fitchburg is looking for adorers for their days of adoration. Adoration is currently Monday after the 8.30 a.m. Daily Mass till 7 p.m. and Tuesdays after the 8.30 Mass till 4 p.m. They're also looking for adorers on Sundays to start the first week of Advent. That'll be running from after the 8 a.m. Mass till after the 6 p.m. Mass on Sundays. If you have an interest in doing adoration on either of those days or in the, the Sunday adorations, Email us at WQPH893 at Comcast.net. That's WQPH893 at Comcast.net. Subject line, adoration. This has been the WQPH 89.3 FM Community Calendar. This is Peter and Jemmy, host of Your Prayer Intentions, every Saturday here on 89.3 WQPH Shirley Fitchburg. Do you have a prayer request that you'd like me to pray for or perhaps the whole community? Well, include that prayer request in an email. Specify if you want it on air or off, and email that prayer request to WQPH893 at Comcast.net. Let me repeat that. It's WQPH893 at Comcast.net. 
and we will pray for you. If you have an urgent request that you're looking for immediate prayer, tweet me directly at the Tech Guy blog on Twitter or the Tech Guy blog on Gab. God bless you.